Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, looking to play Market Talk. Today is Tuesday, May 17, 2022. Okay, markets are up today on what is known as bargain hunting. We'll talk about that. Uh, Walmart had an earnings miss that seemed to surprise the market where it probably shouldn't have. Um, Netflix has now begun to lay off employees. Apple uh, announced just a little bit ago they are holding off on bringing their workers back to the office at their headquarters uh, next week. Uh, also... Uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell has said the Fed will not hesitate to continue raising interest rates until inflation comes down. Uh, and we've got a big, big inflation report called the PCE, Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, coming out a week from Friday, uh, to Friday, uh, May 27th. We'll see what's going on there. Also, Russia, um, the job losses are now being felt, and there's some other things going on in Russia. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, what's going on there. Okay, so the markets. All right, markets have been down the last few days for the most part, really the last several weeks. But uh, today, the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1.34%. Uh, Standard & Poor's 500 up 2.02%, uh, NASDAQ Composite up 2.76%. The uh, NASDAQ Composite is more volatile uh, of the three. Uh, it's affected by some really big technology stocks. So anyway, it seemed to be no specific reason the markets are up today. It was just what was known as bargain hunting. So here's what that is. You know, it's always said, at least back in my days as a broker, if you like the stock at 50, you're going to love it at 40. So what happens when you have sustained uh, downwards movement to the market? And, you know, like I've talked about in previous sessions, the underlying fundamentals of the economy are actually strong. Uh, however, when you have a sustained downward movement with the market, you do have investors wondering when is the time to buy in. It's called bargain hunting. And today, apparently, the market decided it was a day to buy in. Whether that will sustain itself or not, we'll have to see. Now, if it goes on for several days, day after day, markets continue to start going back up, it becomes self-fulfilling. More and more investors begin to get back in, and then that drives the market up even more. But we'll have to see. It's hard to predict. That's the thing about stock markets. They're really hard to predict short term. So basically, here's how it works. In the long term, stocks go up and down for fundamental reasons, uh, but in the short term, the market goes up and down more for emotional and psychological reasons, so, which is hard to predict. All right, so what does that mean? Well, the basic key for a company to do well over time uh, and for the stock to do well is for a company to do three things, grow their sales, keep their debt under control, and figure out how to make a profit. So. In the long term, a company stock price reflects the fundamentals of the company itself. You know, stocks like Amazon, Apple, and so forth haven't gone up over the years because just people like buying stocks at those names because the companies have done well. You know, on the other side, companies like JC Penney's, you know, Sears, big retailers in them, they, they've come down over the years as the companies have not done well. So in the long term, it comes down to fundamentals. But in the short term, 
It's more psychological and emotional reasons. The market tends to overreact. I've talked about this in the past. You know, one day you got a stock at one price, the next day it's 5% higher or lower, yet the company hasn't changed in a day. That's why day trading is so hard. Uh, day trading, a lot of day traders, uh, they, they use rational circumstances to trade. A lot of them use what's called technical analysis, trading off charts. But they're trading against an irrational circumstance, the emotions of the market. So it's what makes it difficult. All right, well, let's keep an eye on it, uh, see what the market does over the next few days. Uh, the, the big thing the market's going to begin to focus on, though, the Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, um, he basically reiterated, reiterated today the Federal Reserve will continue to raise interest rates to, until it has brought inflation under control. Now, the challenge with the Fed, as it's called, when it makes a change in interest rates or a change in the money supply, it doesn't begin to see the results for about nine months. So the Fed's kind of still guessing somewhat what's how much is too much. They don't want to throw the economy into a recession either. It's a balancing act. So the Fed's always trying to balance growing the economy, making sure people have jobs while keeping inflation under control. But he did reiterate inflation is the main focus right now. Federal Reserve will continue to raise interest rates until they can get inflation under control. All right, here's the key, though. A week from Friday, May 27th, that's Friday going into Memorial Day weekend, which is a three-day weekend for the markets. Okay, we have the big inflation report coming out. This is the one the Federal Reserve really focuses on, the PCE report. What does that mean? Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. I'll talk more about it as we get closer, but that's going to be the big focus. You'll begin hearing more about more and more uh, about that as we get closer with the market. It's going to be a big focus. All right, so we have that. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, yeah, Apple. Um, this news just came in a few minutes ago. It's uh, eight twenty-four p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I guess Apple was going to start bringing workers back to their headquarters in Palo Alto, which is the San Francisco area generally. Um, the uh, the overnight area, at least, anyway. Uh, they're actually in Cupertino, actually, sorry. But anyway, it's the San Francisco area. Um, I'm thinking of Hewlett Packard or Palo Alto. But anyway, all right, here's the thing. Uh, I guess they're going to bring back three days a week, but I guess they have rising COVID cases now in that area, Silicon Valley, San Francisco area. So Apple says they are now delaying that. So we'll see if other companies do that. Um, and, and notice, though, it was three days a week. And that seems to be what companies are gravitating towards, you know, not having people come back five days a week, you know, two, three, whatever days a week. So, all right, keep an eye out for that. Let's see what's going on there. All right, Walmart. Uh, yeah, Walmart was down 11.38% today. Basically, sales numbers came in better than expectation. Walmart is the world's largest corporation. We measure by sales. Um, but the, the profit numbers, even though they are profitable, the numbers came in uh, lower than expected, and the market's acting like this is a big surprise. Even though I've talked about this in the past, this was probably going to happen, as well as a lot of other people. I mean, it's basic fundamentals. All right, first of all, uh, as far as sales, uh, let's see. It says market analysts were expecting sales of $139 billion, $138.94 billion. Let's round at $139 billion for the quarter, first quarter of the year. Walmart came in at $141.5 billion. However, says more analysts are expecting a profit of $1.48 a share, came in at $1.30 a share. Walmart cites cost pressures from rising fuel prices, um, higher shipping costs, uh, higher inventory levels. They also say overstaffing. I, 
Uh, I'm not sure where that one's coming from. But anyway, uh, here's the thing. First of all, a higher fuel cost. Yeah, Walmart has its own fleet of trucks. Uh, you know, I'm sure you see them on the road. Well, that obviously costs them you know, higher fuel costs. Uh, they're actually hiring truck drivers, too, like really high salaries, like $110,000 a year or something. You know, just Google it. You'll, you'll see that information. But anyway, yeah, I talked about a while back, though, a couple of months ago, the rising shipping costs. You know, Walmart's having to pay to get space on, you know, shipping uh, ships, shipping containers, railroads, just inside your trucks. And here's the thing. Uh, a couple of months ago, I talked about Walmart management decided not to raise prices, that they would simply absorb the higher costs because they think these transportation costs, shipping costs are temporary. And you know, it's really not anything complex. Um, basically, what Walmart management has decided you know, if you have higher costs, a couple of ways to maintain, you could either maintain your profit margins by increasing your prices, uh, or you could keep your prices where they are and absorb the higher costs, which cuts your profit levels down. Well, you know, I talked about this a couple of months ago, Walmart management decided to keep prices where they are. Why? Very simple. They know they start raising prices, they're going to lose customers to Amazon.com. People start buying their clothing there other items, and once they get used to shopping on Amazon, it's going to be difficult for Walmart to get them back. See, a lot of people that shop at Walmart, I mean, a lot of them obviously use Amazon, but not for everything. So Walmart knows that. So management, you know, I talked about this, it's going to, they're willing to take lower profits right now uh, to keep their customer base. And believe me, I wasn't the only one that came up with that conclusion. It's actually pretty basic stuff. So for the markets to be surprised by this, it's like, hello. All right. So anyway. All right. So we had that going on. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, let's talk about Russia now. What's going on over there? I've talked about the economic um, impacts, uh, but now they're beginning to really be felt. Uh, see an article here that says, um, Russia may lose 2 million jobs this year. I guess there's a leaked document that came out from their finance ministry that is, they're forecasting their economy is going to shrink by 12% this year. That wipes out 10 years of gains for the Russian economy. Uh, by the end of the year, their economy for the entire country of Russia will be roughly the size of the economy of the state of Texas. All right, but here's some specifics here. All right, McDonald's has announced they are just pulling out of Russia for good, at least for now. Uh, says as McDonald's leaves, it's leaving behind 62,000 workers uh, that will now be losing their jobs. Although for now, McDonald's says they are going to continue to pay them as they are trying to sell the actual locations to local buyers to use for whatever they want to use it for. All right. Renault, a car company, pulled out. French car company. They um, that's forty five thousand people affected there. IKEA fifteen thousand as they pull out. Siemens three thousand. Those are high paying jobs. Uh, so basically, the Russian citizens are starting to notice this now. You know, people losing their jobs. They may know people that have lost their jobs and begin to worry about their own jobs. We're seeing that while inflation is now running at a 20-year high. Inflation in Russia, we're worried about 8% inflation here. Russia, they're looking at 20, over 20% uh, you know, by the end of the year. Uh, so basically, um, things are really starting to be noticed and be felt now in Russia. Uh, so we'll have to see what continues on. Also, on a side note, there's been... 
you know, rumors that President uh, Vladimir Putin is in bad health. Some rumors he has advanced stage cancer. Um, but you know what? That's all speculation. Unless somebody's a medical doctor, I'm, uh, you know, examining them. But it is being noticed. His appearance is starting to change. And it was also noticed that um, the Northern European countries, as I'm sure you've seen on the news, of Finland, which shares an 830-mile border with Russia, Finland and Sweden have indicated they are going to join NATO. And President Putin yesterday was noticed his response is very muted. He basically says, well, they're not a threat to us anyway, after he was going out of his way to threaten them just a week or so ago. So, you know, that's that was being noticed. That one, one possible explanation, he is simply a, a accepting what is called a fait accompli, where basically it, there's nothing I can do about it, so I might as well make the best of it. So uh, basically, Russia is in no position to basically militarily threaten either of those, at least with conventional weapons. Uh, most of Russia's armies fighting Ukraine, and Finland can apparently mobilize 300,000 men within like just days. Uh, and Sweden, I think, is in a similar situation. But it's also noticed today on Russian state TV, and as the official state TV, I guess one of their ex-defense ministers came on and basically admitted the Ukrainian war may be a mistake. And the fact that he was on state TV, so it's it's interesting. That's being noticed. Are they trying to set up some kind of way out? Or we'll have to see. Um, another thing to consider with Russia is the whole country could come apart too. Uh, just Google Russian breakup and you would see potential maps. Russia's made up of 28 federal republics, actually, of different people. And it, it, the country's actually called the Russian Federation. So uh, we'll have to see, see what happens there. But anyway, these job losses, though, yeah, are really, really starting to be noticed now. So, uh, and, and, you know, Russia's cut off from the world financial system. Things are starting to be noticed. So, all right, so keep an eye out for there. They also announced they're going to start rebuilding this car. Um, it says here, CNN Business, Russia needs cars, so it's rebooting this Soviet-era brand. Uh, I don't know if any of you are familiar with some of those cars they used to make back when it was the Soviet Union. They got this one called the um, Moskvich. Um, it was almost like a lawnmower engine powering this thing. It was unreliable. Basically, they said the company was founded in 1930, operated to the fall of the Soviet Union in uh, 1991. Uh, here is a 50-horsepower engine, all right, bigger than a lawnmower, but still. Um, anyway, uh, but basically it was just described by Russian citizens, everybody, as just a terrible car. That was what they say. Russia announced now they're going to go back to start making these because they can't get the parts to make other cars. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, if anybody's even going to buy them. Anyway, so we got that news. Uh, okay, I think that pretty much covers it for today. So we'll be back at it in a couple of days. But the key here is keep an eye on the markets now. See if people begin, investors begin to buy back into this rally today, which then becomes self-sustaining or they begin to sell off. And we're going to be taking a good look at that inflation report coming out a week from Friday. It'll be 8.30 in the morning Eastern time. Uh, with one day of trading on Friday, uh, May 27th, before we go into a three-day weekend. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, hope everyone's doing well. Bill Thompson, T-Bell. Talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya.